Give it to me, Skip. Have you heard of Anchor? It's the host we use for big fat winners. It's the easiest way to create a podcast and it's free. Anchor helps you create the podcast, distribute it to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast apps. It's everything you need to start a podcast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Broadcasting Broadcasting from the the World World Wide Web, Web, it's it's Big Big Fat Fat Winners Winners Radio. Radio. like a long layoff doesn't it it just feels like a long time oh, extra day extra okay. day extra day could be the difference but we have a good show tonight you know it's you no know, there's not we're getting close we got a guest coming in i think we have a really good show i think we have a lot of good info trying to get a handle on college football trying to get a handle on some nfl news we heard going to go over some nba lines uh going to let going to let the edge bust down break down AFC East. See, I, I'm excited for that segment because I'm hearing some excitement. So before we get to that, what was your fourth like? I had the worst fourth of July ever. What was yours like ever that I've ever had? I'm trying to think if it was other than maybe like a day if it rained just the whole day, which I really can't remember since I've had kids and everything. It's it's up there with one of the worst. I mean, it's just not the same vibe at all. Um, you know, I, it's just not the same. You can't you can't go anywhere without a mask on. Yeah, my I had a party planned. I had an exciting day of golf uh, that really went south early. Very disappointing. I was so, you know I look so forward to it because it's the same. Th- usually around this, I think we might do it every July Fourth, but if not on July Fourth, right around. So I play with a couple of the guys. Played tennis with these guys. Now we've gotten into golf. So excited to play and played like, and I had come, I, when I, I came in playing like two or three good rounds in a row, and I mean, decent, not great, not great. All I can do what I would say that I'm really good at and go, I'm really good putter. That's just my hands, dude. That's why I was a rifleman. That's why, <laughs> that's why I did what I did, man. Good hand. Hand eye is good, but uh, started off great and quit playing on the seventh hole. Literally <laughs> almost threw the clubs away. You're that guy. No, I'm not. I'm not usually that guy. Oh, okay. it had go, I'm never that guy. It had go, And in fact, if Landy could, if Landy could, pipe <laughs> in there because being the athlete that I am and some of the shenanigans that I've gone through in golf, um, I'm not that guy. I t- usually take it very well. But th- but that bothered me on July 4th. I started off bogey or maybe par par or bogey par. That's I'm I'm excited about that. I'm teeing off on three. Uh oh, dribbler, pooey, boom. <laughs> Then I literally lost it. And now you're just getting into golf. You're going to find this out. It's going to, you literally sometimes lose <laughs> it for no reason. You lose the swing because we're all, we're not that good. And land <laughs> and Landy's pretty good. And, and even it happened to him. So it, you're just getting into it. But 
I'm normally not that guy, but I was on July 4th. And then I had a party planned. It rained all day. No one came to the party. I had like $80 worth of food. Disaster. Yeah, disaster. Worst July 4th I've had. Needed the rain. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you you saw, if you looked at the hot dog eating contest, it's inside. It looks like a a scene from... Uh, one of the Saul movies where they're hacking somebody up. People are wearing, the judges are wearing these big shields. I mean, it it wasn't the same feel of 4th of July at all. Um, and golf is, I'm obsessed now. I, I never expected to play golf. My friends would drag me out there since I was, you know, in high school. And But I've literally played maybe at the very most one round a year. And that's not even on a real course sometimes. That's like a nubby par three course. I could barely swing until just recently, and now it's all I can do. I went twice over the weekend and had the chipping yips, man. Just would have broke a hundred, but just I double and triple chip. Like I, I can't even, I can't do it. Yeah, it's, it's. I can't I, do it. I've talked about this with Landy for years because he actually has the potential at times to be really good. And years ago, I don't know what happened to me either. Probably happened four years ago. At one point, I started like you did. And in four years, it probably took me four years. And there were several rounds in this one summer. I, I had turned the corner. I was literally having visions of the <laughs> senior to I, you know, I'm a sick bastard. I was like, you know, <laughs> this game's not as hard as people say. Oh, I was getting down to where I was in the low few rounds, low eighties. I was doing, this is only after a few years. Then I, I would, we, we played nine mostly, but I would shoot low forties, a few third, high thirties. I was starting to birdie and I'm like, man, this game's kind of, since then, it's all gone to shit. Unbelievable. And I, you know what sucks is I love it so much out of all the sports. I love it now. Life. It's hit me in the vein like an actual but drug addict. It's I all think, I think about. You understand? I couldn't sleep. I took my baby boy home from the little, the little fireworks show we could find or whatever early and stayed up for hours just getting prepared. And I can barely – I just learned how to swing the club. Yeah, but let me just say this, and then we're gonna we're gonna move on because we'll be talking about this for the rest of our life that we do this show. Fact. Eat, That's eat. a fact. So, but I'll just say this to you, and then we're gonna move on to the big question of the day, big oh, deal of the day. Love it. You're gonna have so much frustration, and you're gonna love it and hate it. Oh yes, you will. Oh yes, you will. You'll see. I'm so glad you brought that oh, up. And this just, will, we'll end it like this. This is why I wanted to touch on what how frustrated. That's what I did when I was younger. Now well, that I, I understand I, I the game, that. okay, okay. We'll now, see. no, now that I understand the okay. game, I'll never ever get like that because okay. <laughs> I know every hole is a new hole. And hey. if you bring that mentality, I, I just I'm too mentally I'm just oh, tough yeah, you're like too that. Tough like that. Okay. Well, I can tell you what. <laughs> Only a handful of people know what land. Landy's been there with me too. What we've gone through, just in life in general, just to stay where we are in life. You have ups, you have downs. So mental toughness is not one of my problems. Oh, you know what I mean? Sports. No, I'm I'm just telling you, with golf, it's a different it, when it gets in your blood like it is, you're becoming a sick, you know when it gets it. in there, you'll see. You can't sleep at night. I had nights where when I when I was playing well, I had nights I couldn't sleep sometimes. Anyway, we'll move on. We'll get back into that down the road. All Let's right, Mom. Oh, big, yep. big, big deal. Uh I'll ask you your thoughts. I mean, we it, to me, it's pretty simple, but Mahomes deal good for the team. Ten-year extension, four hundred seventy-seven million. I think somehow somewhere I saw five four hundred seventy-seven million. I think is guaranteed somehow. He's got a yeah. hundred. He's got a hundred forty million dollar injury clause in there. Um, it, it makes him the highest paid, I believe, North American athlete of all time. As ever, well. ever. Meanwhile, ever. Messi's making over ninety million a year in soccer, um, but. 
Either way, is he really? Yeah, look exactly. He's the highest pit. Yes, look it up. I um, just understand that. Isn't that insane? I, so in four years, he's gonna make what Mahomes will in 12 years. That's crazy. But yeah, highest paid ever in football, obviously, and, and up there with these baseball contracts, which I just kind of came out of left field for me. I never you know, I don't think anybody expected a 10-year extension to make it a total of a 12 years locked up. I mean, it's the smartest contract in the history of the NFL. Well, not only that. It's the best. There's no hit. I think there's a $30,000 right, right difference, yeah. And I'm not sure the other, uh, I think for two or three years, it's legit. It's a great deal. No, no hit to the cap. So – uh, to me, he's the best player in football. They are going to be – I just see them being not missing a beat. I don't see him. I mean, anything can happen, and I get that, and I know the Ravens are coming, and I'm sure there will be another AFC surprise. But they're going to be – he's hard to be. He just can do things that nobody else in, in football can do. I don't know what else to – what he did to the Niners was a shit show. Well, that – and, I mean, we don't need to keep harp. I mean, if you've listened to our show for – since day one, I mean, not just me, but even you have said he's the best player. It's not even close. And it's not just like, you know, since he won, it was even while he was hurt. I never thought for a second that Lamar or anybody else was better or even close to his caliber when he's on point. But I do really believe it's the smartest deal in the history of the NFL. I mean, you know, obviously there's been better value. I get it. I'm not, you know, in denial of, Hey, there's been bargains. Okay. But 10, to do a 10-year extension, you already got the guy under two years. So now you're locking an MVP who just won the Super Bowl for you up, up 12 years. You're locking him up 12 years? I love that. I really love that. Yeah, I mean, again, if if the Chiefs – I'm just taking this year, and I know, like I said, we talk about the Ravens. Just If the Chiefs just play like they played on defense the last – eight game or six games of the right now they didn't play great in the playoffs until they kind of had to it was kind of weird but if the chiefs just play they don't even need to be if they can be a top 10 defense i'll say that they don't need to be a top three or four if they can be a top eight to ten defense they're going to be tough to beat because offensively they're just sick well here's the i mean you can hear everybody's well everybody's talking i I know you can't coach speed it's hard that's obvious any show you listen to is breaking this down the one thing i haven't heard enough about is how smart it was on Mahomes and to sit there and and say, hey, do I want to be Kirk Cousins? Do I want to be Dak Prescott? Right, just finish it. Be done with it and move right. on. Or, or exactly. Or do I want to say, hey, I'm going to make so much money from winning so much and being a Hall of Fame player and winning so many Super Bowls and being with one team my whole career that I'm just going to lock this baby up right now and focus on the actual game of football and winning. Because if you sit down and think about it from an athlete perspective – He said that more than any NFL player ever. He said, I'm putting winning first. I love what he did just because let's take, because we're going to move on to this next topic, right? And here, this, what we're about to talk about is the exact opposite of what we discussed from the standpoint of there's no distraction. That's a big, and if we're, and we're going to get into the NFL and preseason, if for some reason the NFL does not have any preseason this year, I'm just saying, when you have distractions as a team and, and there's preseason, you try to work, you just jump into games, you know, with Kansas City, they, whether they do what they do, there's no distractions. You jump in, the, you jump in with distractions. Like, so the next thing is, are the, you know, is it a mistake by the Cowboys 
to do what they're doing with Dak. I'm going to let you run with it. Oh, because this is your this is what you live for. This is your life. This is your team. I don't care about it. I'm tired of hearing about it. I agree with a lot of what you say with Dak. So you, you I mean, take it away. I think it could be a mistake for both sides, depending on if the if the Cowboys do end up signing them, then yeah, it's a huge mistake on their part because they saw how the Redskins handled the Kirk Cousins situation, and that's the exact opposite as a team standpoint of how you want to handle it. You know, you should have locked them up the second you believe he's the future. And, you know, why wait? There's no reason to. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be a disaster. I think it's a distraction. I think it's a distraction. Um, it's not as big a distraction as that chatter in the background for you. But <laughs> throw something at him. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, I know. It's they don't. They don't listen anyway. No. Um, with that, I, I, I don't. I think it's going to be. Again, I don't even put Dak sniffing, even sniffing the same class as Mahomes is. I think Dak. You've called it a million times. I think if the Cowboys can get back to being a great running team and running the ball effectively, and not make Dak have to be the superstar all the time, then. Oh. They've already – that's the thing. They've already done that. And last year he was much better, better better velocity, more chances he was taking compared to his other years. But the fact yeah. is he was 1-8, I believe, against teams with good defenses. He was terrible against good defenses. So yeah, I mean, even in the Philly game, I mean, um, there were throws in that game. There, were, The game started off right off the bat. I think Philly went down and kicked a field goal or something. I don't remember exactly. But I just remember there were drives in that game where I'm like, all right, this is to go to the playoffs. I mean, let's, let's- – It's it's not going to end well for the Cowboys at this point short of them signing him before the deadline, which I think is a week or any day now. You know, because, okay, he sucks. He's probably just going to move on, right? Let's say hypothetically he has a terrible year. He's going to move on. He wins the Super Bowl. Well, now you're really – he's going to be bending you over like you could not imagine. So it's a lose-lose for the Cowboys. So you're – what would you do if you were the Cowboys? Trade him. That's the, I'm glad you asked me that, and, and people can laugh. I said trade him. You no, know, no, you said it a lot. I'm just – Yeah, I mean – Right today, being, you're Jerry Jones right now, July 7th. Oh, I, I – I'm feeling even better with Andy Dalton there now, obviously. I mean, because I you trade him today and say, you know what? It's going to be a of course. Be a screwed up season anyway with this, with the virus and all that. Great time to trade him. So let, you know, in many ways, Andy Dalton, you know, again, Andy Dalton really didn't have a very good offensive line in Cincinnati at all. And so there were years, Andy Dalton, uh, I- Looked fantastic. So I, I don't know how close he is to Dak. I, I won't be surprised if we find out this year. I thought there were some great options pre you know, before the draft, whether it was the Colts before they signed Phillip Rivers, because they did have Brissett. So before you have Dalton, if you got Brissett in there, I don't think that, you know, I think Brissett is a guy who could be absolutely the same in production with the team that he, Dak's had around him. I don't think, I think they're equal quarterbacks. I really believe that. Well, we're going to find out in probably 60 days or so. So we'll see what's up with that. We'll see how we will see what they do with Dak. We'll see how good Dalton looks in camp. We don't know if they're what they're going to do preseason wise. So we don't know. But um, so, so, so we'll just, you know, we'll keep revisiting this Dak deal until something's done. Right. And until, and we'll be checking on it all the season anyway, because that's, we talk about the Cowboys because that's what we do. Right. Should, should the Redskins change their name 
Moving on, should they change their name and should other teams be looking at changing the name? I'll let you comment on this first. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll bring up Dak probably next week because July 15th is the deadline. But as far as the Redskins thing, I mean, it's, you know, if you want to make it political, you can. Uh, uh, we're not because that's it just doesn't make no. any sense. It's a, well, for one, I mean, you know, it's a football team name. I don't think, you know, I think it's a sign of both sides and everybody in the country that just want to make everything political. So there's no right and wrong to making everything political. It's just flat out. There, there's no way you could justify saying it's right. Everything in life doesn't have to be political. And the people that want to make it that way are ruining our country, to be honest with you. And it's not one side or the other. It's everybody has to look at themselves and say, man, I can't even talk to people without judging them politically. That's why I'm not on Twitter as much. Right. But it's now sad. we're into sports and now I'm, you see what I'm doing with the peeps and talking about the WNBA package. That exactly. We're the NBA. Right. So we'll get into that later. That's what I care about is the peeps. I just know growing up in DC, I grew up there for my, the first 30 years, you know, Washington Redskins follow baseball. It's the Cleveland Indians. I can tell you this. I'll just say this about, tell me something. I'm going to tell you this. I don't believe that when Terry Francona signed on to be the manager of the Indians and he's making his chips, he said, you know what? I'm going to sign on to be the manager, but I really don't like our team name. And now he's the one that's in the front. So again, can it be offensive? But at some point it could get, you know, cause you got the chiefs, you got this at some point, it, this stuff starts to get carried away in the well, country. It's, a, it's offensive. And here's my thing is I want to say things on this show. Oh yeah. Me too. And people, God, but I just want, skippy. I, I want them to believe when I say that I don't care either way, my soul, my heart, I don't care. I really don't care, but I just want to point out something. The Tuskegee, oh, Air, the Tuskegee airman name. The homage, you know, the to that name, the Red Tails, whatever they want to do. They, I love them, okay? But they were, ki- they killed people in war. Do you not think that's offensive to the families of the people that they killed? Of course it would be. Do, should we care? No. But, but at the same time, with that being said, should we care that the word Redskins, which has probably never been uttered in a way to be offensive, it was more to celebrate, it is offensive to some people. Well, of course it is, but at what point do you ignore the minority? Because I can't believe that the majority would hear the word Redskins and be utterly offended when you look on the TV in this country and there's tits and ass and there's it's it's a joke. It's but a joke. Here, here's what you have to understand. And then we'll move on and we'll just keep moving down the line. Because we could stay on this topic. We need sports I mean, I, is the problem. I'm just saying I can get I could really get all man. I, I, you call me Tucker, man. You don't. You don't want to call. I mean, I get, no, because then, then, yeah, I don't want to hear you on that old, old man Rivers. <laughs> what I'm saying is, at at some point, look, there's a movement going on in the country. We know it. It is what it is. It's getting. I've never seen anything like it. It's making things change. That some of it might be good, but some of it ain't so great. Some of it's definitely. That's the thing. Right. I don't. Some, some of it, of it is, is definitely good, and some of it's right. definitely but a lot of it. But a, I'll just say this: some's good, but uh, uh, quite a bit of it's not so great. I'm just going to tell right. you. That. And I think there's people so, on both sides who feel right. a certain way. I mean, nobody's all one sided. I don't give a rat's ass if the Redskins change their name because they wanted to do it. Right. The thing that bothers me about what's going on in the country is people are doing things, leagues are doing things, people are doing things 
because of political or whatever they're fe- they're not doing it because they actually well, it's a business. Decision, they don't. Is, I understand. Business. I mean, and that's why I support it. They don't change the name. Believe, I don't care. They don't believe in what they're doing, and I'll leave it at that. And that's what I. I, anyway. I am not offended that they're changing right. the name. I do feel bad. Okay. For my friends and family, though, as Redskins fans, I you know I do feel bad. All right, let's move on though. Let's bring our guest in. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We have Antoine Staley joining us tonight. Really appreciate it. Used to be the uh, beat writer for the Miami Dolphins. Now he's beat writer for the Carolina Panthers. Thanks for joining us, Antoine. How you doing? Oh, good. Uh, good to be with you guys. Really hey, appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited. Me and you, I, I love your stuff on Twitter, you know, and um, you always got a kind of a unique take, kind of like I do. So we're excited <laughs> to see what you think, especially with how, how much is up in the air right now. Yeah, it definitely is. So, yeah, it's a lot of uncertainty going on probably more than ever oh so my here's my here's our because you know the edge and i we give obviously we if we, we do a it's a gambling podcast we we give college and nfl picks but for us we just absolute well we're really we actually destroyed both in, in when it came to the picks last year but college i just can't grasp so i want to get your this is the this is my question for you i want to get your take on this because i saw you tweeting with another guy i can't remember the name but it was probably a week or two ago and he said and it, and it was something the miami uh i think it might have been the miami mayor it had to do with college football but he was and the guy was like yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we're gonna have college football i i can't ra- i can't figure it out i go from day to day not knowing what are your thoughts because you're you're obviously well a lot better connected than the edge or skippy here you are way way better connected so what are your thoughts on if we're going to have some because i believe 100 we're going to have some sort of season i just don't know what it'll be what are your thoughts i i keep hearing different things i hear yeah it's they're fully on board they want to have a season they're, they're gonna have a season no matter what and then you also hear about players a lot of players especially on the clemson roster uh getting COVID or had a coronavirus. So yeah, you hear bits things. It just depends on each day. Uh, I, I think we, I agree with you. I think we're going to have some semblance of a season. I just don't know exactly what is that, what that's going to look like. I, I hope well, if they do have a season, if they do start out, I just hope they can be able to finish because the worst thing would be able to just to have a seat to start the season and then you stop it in the middle. Sort of what's happened with the NBA and some of the other sports there as well, NHL. Uh, I don't think you want that to happen. If you, that's why I think it's important, especially for college football and the NFL, to make sure they can have a season that they can continue to go throughout from what training camp, which starts in July or fall camp in August for college football all the way until December and January. So they, if they have to, I think you kind of have to have it in a work right now. I mean, with COVID uh, everything is, is like a new normal. So, and we right. don't know when the vaccine is going to come in. We, it could be a year or two from now to be completely honest. So I think we have to take those precautions uh, with this new normal that we have. And I think college football and NFL have to be able to do something that can be able to surround that. I mean, the Ivy League has already suspended and moved their season to the spring. There's been rumbling of possibility of the spring. My feeling on that, on this, on the spring is that's not even a possibility. If yeah. I was, if I was a top player in college, and you tell me I'm going to start playing after the Super Bowl in the drafts in two months, <laughs> I'm, I'm out. Thank yeah, you. and it's no, I, it's no, it's nothing that the, it doesn't seem like the NFL will be able to will right. want to accommodate 
college football, why should they? Why would they? In today. So, yeah, I, I don't – if you're a top – you're Justin Fields, you're uh, Trevor Lawrence, I, I have res- – I have, I, I'm kind of I'm cautious of playing anyway, to be completely honest, uh, more so if you're going to start the season later, then no, there's no way that I would do that and risk anything happening to your draft stock. So, no, you, so you're like us, so at least you feel you've heard – like you, you feel we're going to have – we might not have 120 teams. We might only have 60 teams. It might be a little funky. Who knows? But we'll have a kickoff later on. It's going to be I, something. I just don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but it is, it's going to be something. No fans. I don't believe there'll be fans. Nah. in this. Maybe college, the students, I don't know how they're going to do it, college football, but well, at least we agree on that, so that's good. Doug, yeah, it, I think it, it's going to be hard to have fans, especially when a lot of these colleges won't even be in – they won't even have um, in-person classes. So right, exactly. how can you say, well, we're, we're going to have classes online, but, yeah, we're going to allow fans, like 100,000 fans to come to the stadium. Yeah, it's not really <laughs> right. It can't happen. So, Ed, you yeah. have a question questions for him would you well I, I mean I, I know he's tied in really well with the Panthers and one of my locks of the draft you know you could bet on the draft and there wasn't much going on at the time was I thought Simmons from Clemson Isaiah Simmons was the best player in the draft even over Chase Young uh, with all the things he can do and the way that you know Von Miller and all these guys obviously are impactful but to be honest the reason a lot of people are, are so high on a guy like Aaron Donald is because you can get pressure quicker up the middle, which is probably why the Panthers might lean toward taking a guy like uh, Brown from Auburn as a D tackle. But, you know, I just thought that with all that Simmons could do, he was more valuable than anybody in the draft. And, and being that rule just loves defensive players. I, I believe he picked every single pick for you guys. He did. Uh, yeah, it was defense when, you know, to me, the receiving core is just always underwhelming. I don't care. You know, there's always hype about those guys and they never produce. But that's neither here or there. My real question was, do you think that was a mistake? He was the, – the over-under, I think, was six and a half. And I think you guys had the seventh pick. And I thought for sure Simmons would would go um, at the very latest to you guys. And he ended up falling right past you to, to the Cardinals. So, kind of shocking to me. Well, it's a couple of things. I think one, uh, Matt Rule kind of addressed this with us uh, when he was asked that. He believes that the, you, you build a team in the trenches. And he feels like that's where it starts out. And you look at what the Panthers were last year. They were one of the worst rushing teams, really, in NFL history. They allowed the most touchdowns since the AFL-NFL merger. Uh, so that, that says a lot. Uh, and, I mean, they, the quickest way to address that is to start in the middle. And you feel like you may be able to get a force like a Derrick Brown who not only can stop the run, uh, he's also a really good pass rusher as well. And somebody can, can make an impact immediately. I'm not saying Isaiah Simmons can. I believe he can as well. But uh, they just want somebody that can just come in in that D-line, especially – uh, contribute with KK Short, who's also on the uh, defensive line as well, and make a really good tandem there for years to come. So I can I get to think it, especially considering how terrible the Panthers were stopping the run later on, <laughs> later on in the season. So I, I'm one of those believers where you got to be able to stop the run if you want to have any kind of success in football, right. period. No matter whether you talk about NFL, college, whatever, you have to stop the run first and foremost. And that's kind of Matt Rule's thinking there. So I, I'm not mad at that. I think it's one of those situations where I think both of those players going to be really good. Uh, I don't think it's a, oh, really yeah. a lose a lose for anybody. I think it's a win-win. I think it's a win for the Cardinals. They definitely needed defensive help. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Isaiah Simmons. And I think it's a win for the Panthers, too. I definitely think those two guys are going to be in the midst for a defensive rookie of the year. Oh, what about, I agree. So the, 
just from a gambling perspective, I, I thought the NFL went light on Carolina. I think they have them at five and a half. I like Brady. I love Bridgewater. I mean, people don't realize Bridgewater never loses as a starter. He just doesn't lose in the last isn't it some what what is he in his last I, I think he's twenty some crazy number, twenty something yeah. so to only get to five and a half, they have some talent on offense. Brady's to me, Brady's a hell. I mean, he did fantastic at the Saints. Uh, Saints, we saw what he did at LSU. Five and a half. Don't you think the Carolina gets to at least six? I do, especially with their offense. Their offense is going to be really good. Defense still has some questions. Uh, Play the overs. Lots of overs. But, lots but yeah, of- <laughs> yeah, you got you got Teddy Bridgewater. You got Christian McCaffrey, who's all world, one of the best Freak. players in the league. Freak. And I also think you have uh, DJ Moore, who I think is an emerging receiver. They end up signing Robbie Anderson, who I think is somebody that's going to be able to stretch the de- stretch the. Uh, offense down the field uh and also Curtis Samuel who I think uh Joe Brady's gonna really love who's somebody uh I'm sure both of y'all are familiar with who can do it all really he can line up uh in the wildcat he can he can throw the ball if you need him to he can catch the ball and I think I think uh, he's gonna be one of those switch army nights that Joe Brady's gonna love using in his offense so I definitely think they have a ton of options there uh offensively was he South Carolina Ohio State, right? Ohio State, yeah. Ohio State, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he flies, uh, though. What about yeah. – so, so one more question I think that people will want to know because we've heard a couple different things. I don't know if you've heard anything. So we heard today from Robert Griffin mentioned there might not be preseason in the NFL. Have you heard – because I saw two games. Strange. I saw two games about a week or two ago. They were going to cut it to two, and then he's tweeting today or whatever – the edge saw something. It's strange. Well, yeah. I saw Antoine saw it. I mean, I've never, I mean, just start off with the tweet itself from a, a backup quarterback in the NFL to act as if he's a reporter. It's like, was he joking? Was he with the way that he typed in preseason? Was it, I don't know if there was some like pun in, like, what was that? Is that real? Have you heard anything? Yeah, it's here's the thing. The players' association doesn't want to have preseason at all. Good. They want to. They want to just go wow. right into the season. Yes, and they feel like they don't want to uh, risk having a preseason where things can kind of get derailed. I love it. The owners obviously want to have preseason, uh, just to kind of get, generate some kind of revenue, uh, whether it be all sponsors or whatever the case may be. <laughs> I'm in the boat of the players. I, I think at this Hell point, yeah. especially when. You really didn't have an off season to begin with. Just go out, just just practice, practice, just like it is in college. Just have a sort of like wow. a spring, a summer camp, uh, practice, work on tackling fundamentals, and then once September comes, the bullet, the live bullets come, yeah. and you just get ready for football. Um, yeah. Because here's here's my thinking too. Even if you have those two preseason games, nobody of significance is going to play anyway. So, that, that, yeah, that's the key to me. Two preseason is the guys that. You know, Antonio Brown is a guy where he was a real – I mean, there's guys throughout just recent history who have turned into top players, and they might have only made the roster based on preseason performances. Now, yeah. I see what you're saying about practice if – but this is the problem. I think a lot of fans don't remember how adjusted the rules in practice are to the point that the coaches don't even get to really see them play live football nearly as much as a normal guy. Like you understand it. I understand. It, but a lot of guys who are listening, they might not realize that in practice, they're not playing live football almost at all. 
uh, to the state, yeah, they do have like live uh, sessions where right. they go through drills and stuff like that. Yep. But it's still not it. It doesn't yeah. generate. It doesn't. It's nothing like I think you think in your mind, like it exactly. used to be. You know what I mean? Where you could just line them up and let me see what I got. Exactly. You know. And the other thing I was going to get into is, like you mentioned earlier, they don't really have a plan necessarily that I've seen. I mean, I saw a little bar graph of what their protocol is. Why not run that in the preseason a little? You know, grease yeah. the gears a little bit. See the kinks in it. Yeah, I definitely think that would be beneficial to them. Just kind of see if right. things were Why wait till week one to get the negative publicity? Why wouldn't you want it? You know, that's the crazy part to me as the PA, the NFL PA is not thinking about is, if we're gonna we're gonna get negative publicity, people are gonna have it, and we're gonna have some mistakes along the way. Let's do it in preseason. Well, you have to remember the players associate their best interest is looking out for the players, yeah, whereas the owners are looking out for really themselves and yep. team and revenue. So it's kind of it's conflicted. I'm conflicted too because <laughs> I I think preseason serves a purpose. I know yep. a lot of people don't necessarily like preseason. Uh, just because uh, the games don't mean anything in the end, but it does serve a purpose. Uh, just yeah. seeing those undrafted free agents and trying to make the roster and who could potentially be future stars. Yeah. So yeah, I I just think it's one of those years where you kind of have to do things unconventional. So you kind of have to just say, you know what, what's in the best interest for everybody? And th- in this case, this might be in the best interest for everybody just not to have a preseason. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I, I totally agree, man. It's hey, a wild one. Mm. Hey, Antoine, I we, we really appreciate you joining us. That was fantastic. Cannot wait to have you on again during football season. Follow Antoine on Twitter at Antoine Staley. He was good. He was good. I liked Ant- I, I like my boy Antoine. He, he knows this. I, I like. I said. I think the Panthers are going to be. That's just me. I just think Teddy Teddy B. I think Joe Brady. I think they get more than five and a half wins. I mean, their division's going to be what it is. But six wins is just not that many wins. But anyway, under down. Take the under, mate. Oh man, uh, how do we feel about? The NBA, it's it's kind of a poop show now. Now, I've got all the, you know, they have opening lines out for the, that first set of games. I mean, I didn't, I'm, I, yeah, I can go all the way. Through. I got the 30th, 31st, August 1st. Um, opening night is the Clippers-Lakers. You got the Lakers laying one in a hook. Jazz-Pelicans. Now, that game is enormous for the Pelicans. Well, yeah, they're three and a half back of Memphis. You know, you got Portland. I mean, I, and- I, yeah, it's. I get, yeah, it's enormous for him, but I mean, are the Pelicans are really going to make any noise? We already know what you're going to do on that game. You already said you're going to put one dime on it. Don't don't back out now. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be value. Yeah, I think that might be one that has, but I do believe the first eight games of the regular season in NBA are going to be where the most value is with the whole pandemic gambling landscape for the next few months. You know, I think that that's the most value. You're going to have teams that are just – the numbers aren't going to be – they're not going to be high enough for the teams that care compared to the ones that don't care. But you're going to put a dime on uh, our boy Zion. To- oh, on that. Oh, on the Pel. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but as far as the Pelicans winning or losing, no, I'm I'm not sure what I'm doing with that yet. But I will every single game that he plays in, I will wager on the points total over player prop for Zion. Free- Oh, I think it's like a it's hitting at like an eighty percent clip. It's unbelievable. 
Now, the thing you got to do before you make any of these wagers, because they got the 31st, you got one, two, three, four, you got six games. The thing you have to do before you get involved with any of them is you got to check on the COVID man on the child. You got to check because if anyone that's watching the TBT tournament, is that what it's called? TBT, whatever it is, that, that winner take all tournament. They're in a bubble in Ohio, I believe. There have been at least four, it might be five now, teams that Bounce. have been qualified. Now, I don't believe, I asked Jason, because Jason and I talk a couple times a week. By the way, those conversations, I mean, they might be some of the worst I've ever had with them in my life. I've known that kid for 40 years. Back in the day, when on one leg, I had a half-court shot and scored like 35 against as a 10-year-old. Anyway, uh, <laughs> known that kid. I talked to him. Here's our conversation. You be Jason. No, you be me, and I'll be Jake. Hey, man, what's up? It's Skip. <laughs> yeah, not great. Anything going on? I'll ask him. I'll be like, hey, is there anything going on? <laughs> nah, not really. All right, hey, man, you want to talk tomorrow? Yep. It's hard not to be like that, though. No, but he's he's this this he's like me. I mean, I'm in when I when I played golf the other day with Lynn, where I had I had a, when I had my breakdown moment and said I am history. He said, I said, you know. I think this Chiris has really affected it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, there's no question. You're not built for this stuff. Jason's not built for it. V- very much a root into routines. And stuff. Yes, not that anyone's built on it, but mentally it's, it's had me a little jacked up. Now I'm, I, I feel like I've been okay and I'm coming out of it because I, I do smell sports coming like the NBA, like the WNBA. Yeah. Like, well, even we'll though baseball is going to be a show now, the Milwaukee, see, here's the thing about these lines too. What teams, like you said, you you might have said earlier, what teams have any? They don't have any. What do the Bucks need to win? For? We need to put anyone in jeopardy. You know, um, they're they they've got it locked up. The best record, right? Of course, and that's. But you're not going to see. You can sit there and say that, but really, until the week of, until we're just a few days away, I cannot put the time and effort into seeing who's playing, who's not playing. I can't. I can't do it because I'll have to revise all my notes and all my. You know, so when we get a week out. I'll be able to tell you what we're rolling, what the peeps are going to play, how we're going to make chips. But right now, there's so much uncertainty. By that time, NBA could stand for not balling anymore. That's a terrible, terrible thing. <laughs> of course, have- well, of course it is. We're a gambling we sports show. No, we got, we have to have because <laughs> the WNBA is going now. Speaking of which, uh, those chicks aren't going to be dribbling a basketball. I'm telling oh, you right now. I cannot wait for okay, okay. There's no way they're canceling. I'm not saying. Now listen, that league is going to be watered down. There's people dropping out left and right. Liz Cambridge that is one of the best players in the league. The San Antonio Silver Stars. Said I'm out. Coached, coached by Bill Lame Beer. They I, they might be one of the favorites. I haven't looked at the futures lately. I thought I saw them up top. They're they're one of the favorites to win. She's she's one of the best players in the league. She is out. The kid, the girl for. Connecticut. She leads the league, I believe. Wow. She's We're breaking up- down a league that is not going to play hey, right now. Hey, hey, I'm getting to my point. There's a package, fool. People can, <laughs> people can. Come on, man, get on board on the. Yeah. That's a great deal that the we're standings getting. at the end and the beginning are going to look the same. Boy. Everybody's going to have zeros. All right, nobody's hey, paying for why? WNBA okay. anything. 
I got a lot of people that have chimed in and said, no, I meant tickets. I meant merchandise. I meant watching them on TV. Nobody cares. doesn't matter. Guess what people can do. They can get fatties from the skip. It's a cheap package. So if you're interested, you need to send us a DM for the NBA because you will kill the NBA because you are locked in on that. When it comes down to you, when you know they're going a week before you, you had a crazy run. You had a crazy run to end the NBA before the, the, the Chiris stopped it. You're all in. And what we're offering is crazy good. Terrible start. Great finish. And if then you're interested, just quick. DM, DM us. Yeah, it finished quick. I, if five more people don't. There's work. nobody. Don't even bother yet. We don't know if we're rolling it. I know. And I've told everyone because I have a bunch of people that are that are interested in it. I've told everyone we won't. I won't do anything until of a day or two before the opener when I know it's a go. Anyway, MLB. This is going to be a complete fiasco this year. I mean, a complete fiasco. <laughs> they just get paid so much money. They're just out left and right. You, you have all these teams are shutting down camps left and right. I didn't realize until I just didn't pay attention to the baseball, but I didn't realize until I asked you, I didn't know that the teams were traveling all over the place. I oh, yeah. So, oh, this thing's going to explode. I mean, you turn on to explode hey turn on espn turn on all these other hot take shows nobody's talking about the fact that if you're making 30 million dollars a year right, in the nba talking? if you're brad if you're beal if you're any even the guys who you never even heard of in, in baseball and basketball who are making 10 million a year and you've already made that for consent do you think i'm gonna tell you right now if i'm making 10 million a year my life is so much more valuable than it is today doing this show with you I wouldn't now. Right now, I go play pickup hoops for free. But if I was worth ten million, I wouldn't leave the effing house. Right? Yeah. It's so. Well, yeah. So in, they're going <laughs> to go in baseball. They released the schedule tonight. Opening night, Nationals at the Yankees or Yankees at the Nationals. I don't know. And then there's there's another game. I think it's Giants and someone. I I don't know. That's the way. Boy, play, Skippy, you'd barricade that door for ten mil. You'd never leave the house. Baseball. Hey, baseball. I would barricade my door today, today. And and if someone said you can't leave your house for one year, mm. it wouldn't have to be that much, man. I'm good with it. Exactly. So you want to see Skippy, man? You won't hear that on any hey, other shows. You walk around and check out my backyard. You want to see Skippy? You come up on the deck, man. Yeah. You Dude, think I care deck. about the Reds or the or the Braves or these teams that don't care about me? I don't care about them. No, and, and again, 60 games, man, you're going to have so much shenanigans. You're going to have a lot of people. I mean, for whatever reason, baseball's getting a ton more positive. They are. They are. A ton more. Hey, I think, well, we know hockey's kaput because of the travel. I think a lot of baseball guys don't live in town the way you might think they do because they're not they're not home. You know, I, I don't know. I just think that there's a lot of traveling going on in baseball. But, you know, I think most guys sitting on their couch just think that they care that these athletes care about their teams. They, I they think, don't. I, I think baseball is in a different. I just think base. I think football, out of all of them, again is is by far on an island because a lot of the contracts for a lot of the and, and it definitely matters. And I go back to this, but when when it's not guaranteed and you need to play to eat, just like you need to sell to eat, you do, and so do I. Right, but the top guys, man, it's different. I know, I know, I know. But in baseball, I think they're all. I mean, I don't know the whole deal, but baseball seems. Now, basketball, I don't think you'll have 
many more guys sit out unless they're forced because they get the you know they get a positive test. I don't know yet. I got to look into it. I'll look into it for next week. I want to know what the NBA's protocol is if a per because there's no way they're doing what the TBT is and saying okay one guy on the Bucks tested positive Bucks are out of the playoffs. There's just no way they're doing that. So I need to know what the, I want to know what their protocol is. Is he out for two weeks? That's huge. Huge playoff, playoff start and uh, uh, Davis or LeBron out for two weeks. That's two series. Hey, good luck not playing these guys that decide to sit out when they take you to court too for these teams. I mean, you know, there's something to be said for that. When you get up and you're messing around with this big money and these big contracts, you know, that's the other aspect. It could get dicey as far as just the are amount you, of guys that decide I'm out. Okay, are you saying uh, I decide today? I decide today. I'm I'm making about 22 million a year, and I say, yep. you know what? My wife is pregnant. Right. I'm not subjecting my family. I got my mom staying with her. There's grandma. I'm out. Right. Fellas, I'm not playing. Are you saying that you think there'll be repercussions on that guy? I think everybody of significant income and their contracts are real solid with real agents, big money contracts. They all have a leg to stand on that hasn't been talked about. This is a pandemic where I don't know how the courts are going to react to a player saying, hey, this is X, Y, Z, why I could not play that year. My contract is I should be paid. This is not something that I decided to do. I didn't cause the pandemic. They are getting paid. I, I don't believe, and I watched a show on this, which I've not been watching, but that was basically the discussion right. about NBA players was guaranteed. Do you, do you, the question was, is it fair to ask the players and a couple of the guys said it's not fair to ask, but the big, the one word in there that is basically to me takes all the onus off the players. If they decide not ask they're not, it's, they didn't say, is it fair to force them? You're able to, from what I've heard, they are allowing you because it is a pandemic. They are allowing you, if you decide it's in your best interest, Avery Bradley is a perfect example. Yep. Um, that hurts the Lakers. Definitely. But he made a decision and, you know, there are people. I, you know, and he's now, going to I be paid. Tell this, I'll tell you this. I'll say this to you. Then we'll move on to a little MLB before we go AFC East breakdown. I'll say this to you. If you and I are team, it's me, you, and Jason. Me, you, Jason, and Landy are teammates. And Donnie. My boy Donnie used to be a good hoopster. So the five of us, we're the starting five. And you decide, you, you say, you know what? I'm out because of this or that. You think me, Landy, Jason, and Donnie aren't going to say bitch to our, you think? And do you think we're going to, you think I'm going to care when I'm sitting, sitting my ties, getting paid because I'm not risking my life? Hey, that's not what I'm saying. Will there be repercussions from a team standpoint? I don't think management has a leg to stand on. They've made it clear that you can say peace out as a team. I think certain teams will take it one way. And I think some teams will not understand because you're, you know, a lot of these teams can say, Hey, you're a team, man. We're all in or we're not. I can tell you this. LeBron's got four other guys that have already got the virus along with himself to make sure that they're money. Cause he's getting this title. I can, that's all I can tell you about NBA. Okay. We'll move on. We'll, 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 we'll rejoin. We'll, we'll be back. Cause think about the one good thing that's exciting about for re- where it's real sports two weeks from tomorrow night. Oh, there's the ladies tipping off. <laughs> <laughs>
I love these games. Anyway, yeah, they're tipping off, man. And then, and then the next night is MLB, and then that gets running, and then the following week, NBA, then they run. So we're getting- it's raining winners at that point. I love these. I can't games. wait. All right, so MLB again. I. I guess they're going to do it. I, I just think that that sport out of all of them, because they are doing all the traveling, I just can see that being a complete now. And if I was a baseball player for sure, for just 60 games, like David price, this was going to be his first year with the Dodgers. He said, I'll see you guys next year, man. Of course he did. Cause he I, said, I, Hey, you don't want to pay me talk to my attorney. Right. And I think, I think, I know, I think some of his team, I think baseball's a little, I just feel like it's, it, the whole way they're doing baseball and they've gone about it. I think there's so much animosity between the owners and the players. I just feel like it's going to be now they'll get going and 20 games in. We'll say, Hey, uh, the, the twins or the white Sox. that's a Soprano, you know, whoever starts off fast and, and then it'll just, it'll be baseball. And after 40 games, we'll say now it's so short. We'll say, Hey, this is, you know, the playoffs are starting, but overall it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for baseball to compete with the NBA and then football when it gets going. Uh, just telling you. Well, I think that I think the teams with the best pitching are going to be so superior. You're going to be shocked. Well, we'll find out, man. All right. So AFC East breakdown. This is your deal. This is your breakdown moment. You got about five to seven minutes. And I've heard a lot of interesting. I, I, I've just heard people are very interested with Cam. Like, I almost feel like they've anointed cam the starter in some circles and i know you love uh, you love right. stidham i believe yeah, we're gonna stidham, say i mean he's gonna, gonna be, the most motivated, he's gonna right. be one of the most motivated people in any camp this year because you're hearing i'm hearing the pats are excited to have him could they make could they be better with cam than brady with this particular roster i'm saying now i'm not a cam guy he's not an accurate but he does obviously a lot of things that brady could only dream of doing when it comes to his legs and some of his other so uh what are your thoughts first of all break it down what your thoughts are and then what do you think about cam starting and and could they be better all of it do it all I think I would sign stenum i would try to sign him to a longer term deal right now before he plays if he would, if he's open to it, he probably wouldn't be open to it. But you know, something that that might seem unreasonable now, because I think whether it's this year or next year or whenever, he he could be, or really, I think he is the future of that franchise. But I'm also, I've always been, always been a big Cam guy. Always. I mean, I thought he should have been the first pick well before people were talking about him being the first pick way back when at Auburn, and. I really think he's kind of disrespected as a quarterback overall and the way that he stretches the field, the way that he decides when he's going to run and all those things. It's just I don't know if he's going to be the same player because of injury, and that's what everybody's talked about. So it it gets kind of stupid and annoying when I keep hearing speculation before you even see the guy play. I don't, I can't tell you what Cam Newton's going to be until I see him play. I can't tell you that I'm not going to look like an idiot day one when Cam's starting because he looks like the old Cam and Stenham doesn't even touch the field. But based on what I know from the last time I've seen those two play and how much I like Stenham, he would be my starter right now. But I, I don't get to see Cam play. So I don't think either way that they're going to, you know, Boys coming off an injury. How are they going to use them? That roster, like I said, on offense, I don't look at that roster and say that is one. I almost feel like Cam 
might be a better fit for that roster, but we'll see. Like you said, we'll see in camp what they do. And we know Belichick is all about, I still think they find a way to make the playoffs. I just do. I just think he, I, just, I don't know. I'm different every day. I mean, it, one day I feel like they will, but it's tough to speculate before I even see the team play. I, I you know, overall, I'm not that high on the overall situation there. I think Stenham could play well and they could still be, you know, underwhelming. Um, but, you know, I think there's a lot of changes people aren't talking enough about in the division, like the Bills adding Stefan Diggs. A lot of people think like that. Um, I think that is, yeah. I mean, I like it for that team. I really, you know, I do. That is the type of player that they needed to add. That that definitely is. But I just am not confident in Singletary as the running back. You know, if Zach Moss is the key to me, if he somehow is a factor this year, I could see them being more than what I'm expecting from him. Because I I, wait, I think last year. I mean, they they pooped their pants in that playoff game. Yeah, they did. They, they got, did. If they did that exact same thing this year, you wouldn't be surprised at that. There's no way. I could. I would expect that. The defense has a ton of talent, but I'm actually, you know, I, I I'm just. It's hard for me to get behind Josh Allen. He's just so. If he can't run, it's hard for him to win. Oh no! 100%. That's just a fact. He's just not a great. Yeah. He's not a great downfield passer just yet. He no. can be. And you saw it with the greatest. And you see it with Vic. You see it with Lamar. The greatest running quarterbacks of all time struggle in the playoffs. So well, part of that. What are the Bills really going to do? I don't know. But what? What do you? How about your? What's your vibe on the Jets, who won I'd six take, out of seven, I believe, the end of the year? I'd take under on the Jets. I'd take under on the Bills. I'd take over on Miami. And I'd take, depending on who the quarterback is uh, or how Cam looks, you know, if I get to see him at all, I'd probably, I'd lean over toward the Patriots. And, you know, but day to day, I'd under on Miami. No, under on the Jets. I'm over. I like over on Miami. I like Flores a lot at Miami. He, he, he's, I know that we heard they were trying to fold, fold the tents, but he seems like he's all in with his coaching. He had them yeah. play way better last year. I think, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they made any type of really significant changes on offense other than they added Jordan Howard and, and Tua, obviously. But, but you know, Tua's I just going to be their starter. Or is, or is Fitzpatrick again? You just don't know. But I think, you know, a guy like Malcolm Perry could get in the mix somehow. You know, I think their real, their real problems were on defense last year, and that's why I liked them this year because with Eric Rose hopefully being healthy – from New England, you know, he's kind of been banged up. Byron Jones is one of the most significant additions by any team to go with Howard. They're the two two of the top-paid corners in the league. I'm interested to see how they all kind of gel together. Um, and I, I think they'll hit the, the over on the win total. Yeah, and then and then like you said on the Jets, you like the under. What what is it about the what don't you like? What do you like anything about the Jets? I don't like anything in particular about any of these teams, if you could take the whole division this year and wrinkle it up and throw it away, I, I just don't have you a don't good like feeling. Don't lick. I don't think any of those teams, including the Patriots can compete with the chiefs or the Ravens. Um, and I think there's some other teams in the AFC also that are, that are going to be better than all four of those teams. Next you know. week, next week. Cause I really, cause I have no clue on this division, what I'm talking the, the one we're going to do next week, but I know you have some, 
you have some feelings and vibes on the AFC South. Jaguars, Titans, Jaguars, Colts, uh, Texans. I got to tell you, that division to me, I mean, you might have three, you know, you have three teams where you say any, any one of those three, you wouldn't be surprised if they won it. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, but when you just look at the whole AFC, the East is to me by far the easiest division. I mean, it's just any one, I think any one of those awful teams could win. I don't think the bills are that great. Uh, I don't think any of them are that great. So, you know, like the AFC West, I feel like all four of them, even the Raiders could at any day, any day, any given day beat any one of those AFC East teams. So we'll see how it pans out. We'll see how it pans out. We'll cover the, uh, like I said, we'll go to the AFC South. We'll obviously cover, we're getting closer in the NBA, MLB. We're getting closer in the WNBA. We're, well, obviously, I believe each week, because I, I was talking to, and then we'll wrap it. I was talking to, uh, when I was talking to Jason today, we did discuss, what, like, don't they have to make an announcement on college football in the next two, three weeks? They have to do it. Right. You have to. You can't get into mid-August and say, well, we're not sure. They have to make an announcement and say, all right, we're going. We're not. This team's in or out. Do you agree? Two to three weeks. I, mean, we're going I to agree. Three I weeks. agree. Why? But unfortunately, everybody in every state in this country suffering from the political aspect of what campuses, what governors, what states are going to be allowed to have people on campus. And that translates to who's going to be able to play football and I wish there was a way to just, like you say, make a decision. I want to make this clear as we're getting off the the show here. The only decision that could come out is negative as a whole. That's the only way. There's there's no positive. Hey, we're rolling it. Well, that's obvious. Of course, until they say they're not, they're going to try to play the games. Correct. The only thing that could possibly come out as a broad statement is negative. So I hope they just don't say nothing and we just try to roll this thing through. Right. We can't have any negativity when it comes to that. No, I don't even want to think about it. I got We got to get off of the whole. We got to get out of here. Yeah, we got to get out. My head's hurting. (laughs) To the edge, Skippy. Till next week. Peace. Peace. Follow Big Fat Winner on Twitter and visit BigFatWinnersLive.com to keep up with the boys. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast app. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.